Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Welcome to the OC Bitches ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Bye, bitches. Do, 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 do. Let the boys be boys. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. Onyx? Like, yeah. just coming with the Onyx all out of nowhere? I'm a b-boy, send him a b-boy stance. Better give me the microphone oh. before I bust in my pants. I feel like I don't even know you. <laughs> but wait, it gets worse. I'm not watered down, I'm just dying of thirst. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> See you later. The Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh my god. <laughs> Slam. Like, where has this been hiding for boys 20 years? Boys. It's been right here, right here. I've been slamming this whole time. Oh my god. A man of surprises. Try to keep it interesting after all these years. Yeah, I didn't know. You could come with anything. Really? All right, are we ready? She really just put that one out there. Right? <laughs> she did say that. Yeah. I could what? come with anything. So. Uh, <laughs> not true, apparently. Okay, a little loud in my headphones now. <laughs> oh, no. no. Uh, screaming. Sorry. Do you need it turned down? It's just Rachel's voice is grating. <laughs> <laughs> Nails on a chalkboard. Hey, bitches. <laughs> it's the series finale of The O.C. And we decided to give our dedicated fans not one, but two episodes of the finale. So here is part two with Josh Schwartz as we continue to break down The End's Not Near. It's here. The End's Not Near. It's here. Wow. That's Ooh, the song. That's I, the song. <laughs> that's the song. Is it the song? That's the song. That's what, the who's song the, what is the Band song? Band of Horses did a cover. Oh, really? Are we rolling? Yeah. We are. Are we on? Yeah, yeah we are. Right into it. We're, We're going right into up. it. We did an OC uh, album. Uh, the last soundtrack we did was called "Covering Your Tracks," and so we asked all these bands who had been on the show to cover songs that had been on the show, and we sent like a track list. And Band of Horses selected the song "The End's Not Near, It's Here," and I didn't even remember where it was in the show. It was kind of like not one of our more primary uses, um, and it's like one of my favorite songs of all time. They did an incredible job with it. It's awesome and uh, heartbreaking and uh, felt like, oh shit, that's the name of the final episode. It's not near. It's here. It's a perfect title. Yeah. I don't know. There's never been a finale with a better title. Going on record. I have, have, I'm going to, I'm going to have to go through the archives to, to <laughs> my old TV guides to see. But oh, yeah. It makes me sad though every the time. It's not I, near. It's yeah. here. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Because it is, guys. It's here. The or, end's here. The finale. It is. Welcome to those Sea Bitches, yeah. season four, episode 16. Yeah. It's very sad. No, guys, we can't, we got to bring Sorry. up the Sorry. Okay, bring let's up the go. Okay. Well, I mean, it's got to be a celebration. Can, you it know can't what? Be a, we can't just, be a funeral. Last week, we talked to Stephanie and um, we wanted to know if you ever cried. And we were wondering if you're going to... In cry. life? Yeah. <laughs> Ever seen you <laughs> cry. And we were like, we're going to find out if we've cried. Because I watched this episode yesterday and boy, did I cry. And we've been like sending texts with tears in the past like 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. That's been happening. Yeah, my eyes are swollen. Really? Yeah. That's from drinking. Well, <laughs> listen, I mean... I'm drinking that mold wine. <laughs> 
Well, this one was written by you, Josh Schwartz. Well, yes, but. Yes, okay. What? Go ahead. No, no, it was a group effort. It was, definitely. It was. It was Bob and Stephanie and John and JJ and Lila. Uh, Mark Fish, like it was a group group effort, and there's a lot of everybody's personality in this episode. Okay, good to know. There is a lot of personality in this episode. <laughs> there's a lot of personality in this episode. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> a was, lot happening. It was directed by our beloved Ian Toynton, and it aired on February 22nd, 2007. Do you know what? Wow. February 22nd. So, Did I say that? No. Yeah, no, you said February. 22nd. But you know what aired on March 1st, 2007, the following week what? in what? our time slot? What? Are you smarter than a fifth grader? What? <laughs> that replaced us. Hosted by Jeff Fox. I love that show. Well, <laughs> sorry. There's the problem right <laughs> no. there. I thought that we got moved because we started at Wednesday and then we, we did started two- on Tuesday. Uh, oh, initially. after American Idol. We started Tuesdays in season one. Then and, we moved us to Wednesday. And then to Thursday then at two Thursday. different time slots. Yeah, that worked out great. And then by the end, it was Friday or something no, we crazy. No, never on Friday. Okay. Why did they I keep moving? I thought other shows ended up on Friday, huh? Why did they keep moving it? That's what they do when they've that's got other they do. shows. That's what networks do. And they're just always trying to like do the thing Find that's going to make spot. the thing. And then you end up just confusing people. I mean, back then when people used to like watch shows at a certain time. Right. Now you the idea to... of like when your show is on. Outside of Sunday nights on HBO, does anybody know a night that their show drops on streaming? You're just like. No. They don't know. Only... But back then that was a move. Right. I mean, there are some that I pay attention to because they still drop one a week. But. There's specific, like, you know, Yellowstone or sure. Your Honor. Those, you know, Ted, La- Ted Lasso or that kind of, right. those kinds of things. Yeah. Dropped early. They dropped early. Shout they dropped out to early. Ted Lasso. Well, listen, so <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> He's so positive. <laughs> Which we're going to be, we're going to be Ted Lassoing our way through this podcast. We're going to be positive. We're not going to be sad. Really? Well, says you. What? I'm the coach. You know what? I'm not talking much because I don't want to cry. Oh, really? I don't want You know what? I, I got to say, when we started. That was never covered by any band. Let me see. <laughs> Josh, when we started yeah. this podcast and then. Two years ago. <laughs> two years ago. Oh since gosh. the beginning. You I were in my now. closet. I'm going to leave that one right there. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but you, you have mentioned along the way that this podcast, you know, it was such a, it's just been such a. It's been a journey. It's been a super journey, but yeah. you you described it as therapy, and I yeah. feel like we're in our last therapy session, and you're graduating. I'm cured. We're graduating. Yes, I keep you're... trying to tell my actual therapist. <laughs> I don't need to come anymore. I'm great. <laughs> yeah, no more problems. I'm cured. Yeah. Yeah, guys, it's been a journey. You guys have done an amazing job. You uh, think? Melinda, you especially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's been really nice because you've, you've brought everyone back together. Yeah. Including Ben McKenzie. Wasn't he great? It was amazing to hear from him. He's gonna be great. He's gonna be or great. He was great. Depending or, I mean, on he was airs. amazing. Yeah. yeah. No, it was. Um. You know, I obviously it's been kind of this very interesting journey because I know what my experience is. Rachel had her own experience, none of which she remembers. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, like I reflected so much on like some things. I was like, God, what what did I learn? Like, what did I wish there were certain things about it that I was like, God, I wish I hadn't, you know, when the show ended, mm-hmm. I was bummed for a number of reasons. Yeah. It was like, I've still got CG at Oakwood. I got to pay for that. Sorry. <laughs> no, Sorry. Okay. But also, I think I got really, I got very like worried about the future because it was such a comfortable sure. job. Yeah. And I wish I'd just kind of like been a little more chill afterwards, after the, after the show was oh. in, because everything's always fine. It always works out just fine. Well, well, until it doesn't. 
Wait, that's hey, not a lasso. Not a lasso. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, look, I think it's hard to separate the experience of making the show, the experience of life around the show, who, uh, obviously for you guys, it's, it's multifaceted of like who you were on screen and off and all the choices that we made creative life. It's all just kind of one big stew. And that's what happens when you make these things. And it was only four years, but it was like four really incredibly formative years. Mm -hmm. And it was like a, you know, for a lot of us, it was our first thing, you know? And, uh, and so it's hard to, I mean, I've stayed away from, I've talked about this. I think I talked about even when I first came on from watching the show. Uh, I certainly stayed away from listening to songs like the end's not near it's here, or especially this Patrick Park song. Cause that'll be, that's the tearjerker for me is the music and the song. Mm -hmm. Cause it takes, but just there's no substitute for music to just instantly take you back to a time and a place yeah um music and smells <laughs> i don't remember i couldn't smell the show we didn't we, <laughs> we didn't get that smell vision episode off that we wanted to but um you know so i think it's it's kind of it, that's what's therapeutic about it is it's an opportunity to revisit not just the show but that time in our lives and not just the choices we made off screen, but but um, oh boy. But, but creatively as well. And but we're gonna do, get into Rachel's choices. <laughs> but do we realize because by yeah. doing this, you don't like? Of course, we never would have had the. I wasn't picking up the phone and chatting with you right. for two hours about the OC. Yeah, but Rachel you, was. That's <laughs> <laughs> all we ever talk about. Reboot. Reboot. <laughs> but but when but so going through that, I'm just curious because because we're co- constantly calling you and asking you about it, so you're yeah. kind of forced to relive it. And do you did you find that there were things that you said were therapeutic? Like, oh, I've had to kind of process some of the stuff that we went through because it wasn't all rainbows and unicorns all the time. It was not all rainbows and unicorns, and uh, it was an incredibly meteoric rise for the show it all happened really really fast it was like you know i was really young um there was a lot to learn there was a lot i did learn there were some hard lessons along the way and honestly i remember that when the show ended i felt like oh i failed like that was my takeaway when the show ended it was like oh i had mm-hmm. this thing and now it's over and it's, everyone's like it only went four seasons and you know back when shows used to go longer and uh i remember just walking away from the show being like damn blew it and so here we are 20 years later, still talking about the show and people want to talk about the show kind of now, I feel like more than they did even then and hearing from a lot of people how much the show has meant to them and listeners of your podcast calling in and all of that. Um, and I think I've been able to put it in the proper perspective now. Mm-hmm. The other thing I'll it's say is, thank you. And the other thing I'll say is um, watching the episodes again for the first time in 20 years or 17 years or whatever it's been, depending on the episode which I stayed away from from a long t- for, a, for a long time for a variety of reasons. I don't usually go back and like rewatch stuff after it's done. It's like done and it's out and it's over for me. But um, it holds up. Yeah. Holds yeah. up. I was watching the show. I'm like, this is entertaining. I'm entertained. <laughs> Cast is amazing. You guys are great. It's like, it's just, I get it now in a way that I didn't, I was too close to it at the time. So I think for all of us, I mean, I think Adam coming on the show, Ben being on the show, Misha coming on the show, like that wouldn't have happened um, without the passage of time. That wouldn't have happened on Gossip Girl. Well, it hasn't been 20 years yet, but I'm just saying, <laughs> but I think sometimes when you make something like this, it's like a really intense experience, good, bad, or otherwise. And it takes time to kind of like understand it and contextualize it and put it in like the larger arc of your, of your life and career. So we talked to Stephanie last week and she really put an emphasis on the fact that back then the the golden number was a hundred episodes for that yeah. syndication. Yeah. And she discussed in, in, 
detail yeah. about how much she felt like she fell short not getting to those not getting those eight episodes mm-hmm. to get the cake from the network yeah. and that they... she was really into the cake when, <laughs> yeah. we got, when we got that gossip real cake no one dove into that cake harder than stephanie so, yeah. <laughs> so and i and i said well but you at, at this point because she kept saying i felt like fa- yeah. she, she said the word failure yeah. and you're saying it too but well, that's how but, steph and i operate <laughs> <laughs> but now but you do see the success in it yes, now right course, okay yeah, that's yeah, good yeah. i'm not i'm not an uh, you know i do and again the the just the fact that we're here talking about it yeah. is uh yeah, you know um yeah 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 very good I was gonna bring up the new story of your life that I learned this past weekend that should really that you should just go and well, we won't go into well, it well yeah we have to go into it we can always edit about it. the dance and the girl and then that's so what does that have to do with this it applies to everything in your life like you thought it was a failure but you turned around oh I see okay so we'll don't give away the end so here's the story this is the story really quick okay I'm wearing Hugo's in the new sweatshirt so it's in, it's appropriate but yes. we were I was at my first uh, I was at Camp Kohut in Oxford, Maine I was like 10, 11 years old and uh, and uh, we we it was the first dance with the sister camp Camp Mattup and I <laughs> and uh, uh, Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody came on and the and the theater was divided as these you know dances are boys on one side girls on the other and there was a chasm in between <laughs> and there was one girl i'd had my eye on and uh and so i just in literally the only act of bravery uh in my in my <laughs> life uh when i was 11 i just decided i was i just walked through the crowd all the guys were like where's he going i crossed the chasm i walked into the girl's side girls were like what the heck was he doing? And I walked up to this girl and I just said, uh, do you want to dance with me? And then I <laughs> turned around and just walked away. And I just was like, please be behind me. Please be behind me. And she was. You turned around and there she was. Yeah. Oh my that's God. the story. So that's the story you told me. I said, this is your story mm. of your life. You didn't say that then. Yes, I did. Yeah. I said, you always need to. I said, remember life coach? Oh, geez. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Hmm. No, it's true. So anyway. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, you I, go. it's. I think that the, <laughs> we told that story. The saddest thing would be not taking action. It doesn't. We have. I always. Yes. I'm learning. It's a good this. lesson. Life it's lesson. It's a good lesson. Taking action. Yeah. Because this is something that I actually had a. Um. I was thinking about this. That we're only. We're. We're. I don't. I don't even know the number. Like six, seven years apart. We're not that. Um. Far apart in age. Mm-hmm. And at twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah. You were writing stories that were so layered, complex. Um, for adult characters that watching now after living much more life Mm -hmm. that I can really, really relate to. Mm -hmm. How did you at such a young age, how were you able to, to, to produce these storylines that had these epic, (laughs) you know, I guess as a writer, you have to be able to like, where did you learn to write for these adult storylines? Uh, well, thank you. Uh, well, look, again, it was a collaboration with me and the writing staff. And, you know, I think as a kid, I always liked eavesdropping on the adults and talking to my parents' <laughs> friends, sometimes more than I like talking to their kids. Oh, um, there we go. That makes so much so, sense. so, you know, and some of it is projection and, you know, guessing or just, you know, um, but uh, and obviously collaboration with the actors as well. Interesting. Because, hmm. yeah, I was just like, man, I didn't learn some of this stuff. Until recently. Yeah. And, and he was 27 writing this. Yeah. And sometimes you're writing it, but you haven't lived it. And then you kind of, you uh-huh. know, and then you're watching it. You're like, oh, interesting. So do you have any of those reflections now watching the episodes where you're like, huh, that's interesting now that you've lived more life? Oof. That's, wow. We're going, we're going, really is therapy. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I definitely have like a, you know, like the Sandy Kirsten marriage is obviously something that you kind of like recognizing what that marriage meant to a lot of people who either um, didn't have that growing up or didn't have that in their own lives. Um, that's definitely something I have a different perspective on now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So watching the finale, like, yeah. how do you feel after watching it? And what have you learned? <laughs> uh, the finale is crazy. The finale is insane. The finale is nuts. Uh, there's a lot about the finale I've forgotten. There's a lot, again, as I said, has got a lot of the personality of the writers in the room um, that were a part of it. Um, and just the idea that we were doing like briefcase or no briefcase, oh <laughs> like God. deal or no deal riffs and, uh, and, um, pancakes having bunnies and bullet and his 12 kids and like, <laughs> and just the idea that we were balancing that with, you know, this more poignant story of Sandy and Kirsten coming home, mm-hmm. having this baby, I mean, the, well, we can get in all of it, but the idea that one guy's a midwife and one guy's a, a, a wedding planner, planner. Yeah, it's kind of, that's just, uh, you know. It's that, epic. It's, you were having fun. We were having fun. We were having fun. And, but then there's some moments of real poignancy yeah. at the end. And I think ultimately the, the kind of like the narrative of the finale about life coming full circle, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously there's been a lot of conjecture about the last scene with Ben and the kid by the payphone. And was that mm-hmm. his kid with Teresa or was that just. What? Oh. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that was. <laughs> so that was, that was a theory that people had at the time. Oh, interesting. And, um, and we obviously cast a kid who looked a lot like right. Ben, but that was more. Just to, yeah. To bring it full circle. Yeah. Um, was and, that ever a thought that it was their kid? No, but it was always like, if that's what people think, that's okay. Sure. Right. But, um, you know, that you, you kind of want, I think a good finale has a little bit of ambiguity to it, you know, mm-hmm. where people can kind of, it's not so, it's not, I mean, I love the Sopranos finale, but obviously that pissed off a lot of people because it was so open-ended. I've never seen this. We did the, the Chuck series finale is like the number one thing people complain to us about because we left one storyline just unresolved by like a second before we cut to black. Um, so, but I do think some ambiguity is good. Um, anyway, the idea being the kind of like full circle of life, you know, that you start in one place, you find yourself in a new place, but you can, you can, it, it, that it all comes back around, you right. know, and that, um, and so I think that was kind of a beautiful lesson to, or just moment to impart. I think, I mean, <sighs> The two episodes, the last two episodes do an incredible job of setting up closure for so many characters and their storylines. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think so even the bagel guillotine gets a the moment. Guillotine <laughs> sure did. <laughs> the bagel right. slicer gets his, I was like, that wasn't even really a scene. We were obviously I can't remember like what must have been written. I think it was a longer scene that would have been nice with Sandy and Kirsten and we just ran out of time but we were like well we got a service what what happened to the bagel slicer right. okay I came with them to Berkeley thank god right, right. now people can relax but when we when we open we've got a time jump again we've got yep. a 6 month time jump yep. just like the 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 uh, first episode yep. um and everyone and you've got all these wacky things going on in 6 months and Julie's pregnant everyone's living in in Summer's house, essentially. Right. And the theory there is that, like, Dr. Roberts is like, that's my house. My daughter lives there. Everyone's just living there free. Right? I guess. Yeah. Because he's like, I'm not selling it. I just happen to be working up north. He's at Seattle Grace. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but all I could think was, is six months, mm-hmm. could that represent the eight episodes that we missed? Oh. Oh. Like, because so there's a go, lot that went on. Go in and 
do a little like retcon. <laughs> Oh. Like how Rogue One went back inside of You better New use Hope. some like, you know, digital. They have that now. They I made, know, I'm aware. Indiana Jones is like uh, the new one. He's back to 1982 right? Harrison Ford. They did oh my it with God, Star that's Wars. hysterical. Yeah. Could you imagine if they, if you guys did that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, that's interesting. That would, because you think that about. That is interesting. Because you use. You just came up with that, huh? I was thinking about it last night when yeah. I was doing my notes because I was thinking about the fact that you use Taylor, yep. who's a wonderful character for exposition because now you've got to let the audience know what's going now on. Now on a terrorist watch list. Oh my right. God, her whole <laughs> spiel to the officer. Right, that guy was great. Yeah. Great. The guy who played the uh, the customs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's got to take a train She has to take a train and a boat. She's no longer allowed. She's not allowed. She's yeah. on the no-fly list. Yeah, it made me laugh. <laughs> and, <laughs> me too. And she, she talked to Mark Fish in the last episode uh-huh. and he was like, I was like, that's our writer. Anyway. Yeah, the mailman. But, but you, oh, do, yeah. you do a clever... Well, and we have Patrick and Todd. Todd Sherry, uh, mushroom, mushroom Lee Crescent, Crab and Brie Philo. Yeah, and he was married to his partner's name is Patrick, and Patrick Rush and Todd Sherry. Right. Were oh, that's, oh right. That's, right. that's right. You know, I just found um, Todd Sherry on TikTok recently. I followed him. He was like, you know, when it shows up and it says you're in their contacts or you might know them, and I'm like, uh-huh. how do you know that? It's really creepy. Anyway, but <laughs> <The> Chinese government <laughs> is listening. I know, right, but. Uh, I do okay, but in this first scene, we see so much. Like, yeah, like Julie, like Kirsten's ready to pop. Yeah, and Julie's just. I I remember this this, this little funny little tidbit in the behind the scenes. But Kelly hadn't been pregnant before I had, and um, you know, I remember being pregnant. I had a really easy pregnancy. It was like I was running. I was doing it. It didn't matter. Kelly was resting your hands on her belly and she had this debate with Ian and Ian's like I just don't think pregnant women do that and she's like yeah they do and I'm like not really they don't really do that but um they don't, they don't I, use it as a surface I feel like I use it as a table did you <laughs> but you were funny Rachel that's where she, that's where she held her mold wine <laughs> the long straw oh good while pregnant that's great Josh <laughs> but you this was about the time and it was this is me being like yeah. not so strict in my portion control. So I put on a few pounds. And when I came out with that pregnancy thing, it was just like a six month bump. And you told me you were like, Mindy, I thought you were really pregnant. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, well, I put sensitive. on a few pounds. That's OK. Really? Yeah. <laughs> because you, I can see it. But it was like, yeah, it was good. Wow. Well, I, th- I mean, you had a fake bump on. <laughs> I do remember. Why I, said I do it. remember Rachel being like nine plus months pregnant, shooting the Heart of Dixie finale. Oh my god! And oh, it was really? one hundred and four degrees in my Burbank. My feet had their own chair. Like oh, it was like really? it was like Zoe number two, so I could put my feet up, and they had a chair. They were that, and they were that swollen. <laughs> so you hid your pregnancy on? Her? No, oh, no. Who got written? There the was show. no hiding. There's no that. hiding it. She's like uh, five foot one. Oh, okay. <laughs> there was no hiding it. Never seen it. Yeah. Oh, God. oh okay. I've not seen the whole thing. I've yeah, only yeah. Seen no, it worked up till 37 weeks. I've okay. I'm in the a... summer. Oh wow. In the was, summer. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> oh wow. It was yeah. rough. You can definitely yes. Anyway, so yes, you were, but you had a bump, and she, and of course, I didn't know any of this. I've known because. Because Mindy, you've been you saying throughout the course fake pregnancy? of the series that like she has Frank Atwood's baby. I was like, what? Like, no. But what are you well, talking We don't even about? know that in the opening scene, right? No, right. but we learned that. But Not- in watching the show, you realize that Rachel was sitting at the wedding when the call came in from Frank Atwood <laughs> saying, I'm coming for you. But anyway, you were there. I was My there? point is that you were there when. Oh, yeah. When it, yeah, yeah, I should right, have right, right, right. Yeah, no, but I know nothing. Yeah. But yeah, but she. But we do find out that she said she's talking about a wedding. She's yeah. pregnant, talking about a wedding, yeah. and then all of a sudden, here comes bang bullet, which <laughs> we were telling you that um, 
Gary Grubbs claimed that he improvised bang. Oh, yeah, that he added bang. It's very possible. It is very possible. It's possible. It's possible. But then he thought that uh, Tom Selleck and Bo Bridges were in the room when he auditioned. In the room, like as the casting directors? Yeah. <laughs> like that's who's doing our casting. Oh, we he like, said no, they were up for the role. And I, it, I, I don't, I don't recall. I'm not sure Tom Selleck reads. I don't think so either. I wouldn't think so. I think Tom Selleck's offer only. I would think so. I would think so. But anyway, but that would have been a very different bullet. I love Tom Selleck. Richard from Friends. Yes, the only thing he's known as. <laughs> maybe, Mr. Mr. Baseball to me. Maybe that name had been thrown out and somehow he got wind of it. It's possible. Because you're possible. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yes. but then Julie says um, something about um, an old, something about an old married couple, like the ones upstairs. Mm-hmm. And we go straight to Seth and Summer. And this scene, Rachel, is because <laughs> you remember a few episodes ago when you come down in a robe and your hair pulled back. And I said, this look is reminiscent of something coming up. Oh. And you were like, what? And I'm like, just wait till you get there because two, I think it's hysterical. Two of my all time favorite things in life are featured in this scene. <laughs> Toaster strudel and lazy boy chairs. Well, you know, write what you know. You did, you did me right. You your strengths. <laughs> you did me right ending this series, Schwartz. <laughs> thank you. I thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was, how did they get here? I mean, my first, I wrote, like, how did they get here? Now, you explain uh, it a little bit later on with yeah. Taylor. But it's but also, feels... I mean, a little bit, not to delve too behind the scenes, but Adam and Rachel, I mean, obviously, it's been discussed that they had a relationship. <laughs> when we were making the show. What? <laughs> I don't know if you remember. But they were always kind of like grandma and grandpa. Really? Even yeah. when they were in their 20s. Uh, there was a lot of like yeah. cardigans and we're going to go get the coffee and <laughs> then read all... the paper and they yes. go to... We'll the day a, was very... We'll catch an yeah. early movie. Like that was kind of their vibe as a couple. So yeah. this was it, an ode to them. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit? It was bit. accurate. The bagel bit. and the newspaper in the morning and then we go to the movies. In all fairness, I was on the Brody train, but I was happy to be there. Exactly. Yes. Oh, that's so funny. Old married couple. Yep. That's so funny. Yep. So, yep. Neither old nor married, but there you have it. So so <laughs> there was a little bit of that in there as well. So when she explains, I mean, for our audience, it's like, how do you go from this to this? And from from being an environment, environmentalist and being passionate. And she does explain to Taylor when she was like, well, first she's complaining. She says the valley's going to go for another five seasons. So you have a few lines in the finale. That are yeah, awesome. That I remember. You have you have more than a few lines. Yes. There are lines in it. But yeah, there's a line where they talk about the valley getting picked up for four more seasons, and these teen shows just run forever and ever. Yep. And, and they life, also say April, the real life. Yeah, April and Jake broke, broke up, up in real oh, life. In real life, that was yeah. a little was a nod. Of little meta. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then she's like, "What happened?" And she explains, "Well, the earthquake happened. Yep. His house was destroyed. He moved in here." And then one day we saw this, which to me kind of reminded me of like almost pandemic. Like oh. a lot of us oh. were like, uh, yeah. no, like we, what do you do? We predicted the pandemic. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because we did all, I mean, I know I upped my television time in pandemic. Sure. I mean, what else we were going to do? The hell else was there to do? Yeah. yeah. Right. Upped I mean, your TV time and I upped my pounds. But I also remember that. <laughs> Earthquakes can be, if if there's that much damage, because the comic book store was damaged, yep. if there's that much damage, this was a serious earthquake, and yep. it's a little post-traumatic. There's a little PTSD involved. Yeah, and I think, look, when uh, it doesn't take a lot, as you said, with COVID or whatever, to kind of knock you off your, off your path. And, uh, you know, especially when you're young, you can be easily kind of pulled into a, they fell into a funk. They right. got into a rut. Right, right. 
Was it a rut? It was a rut. There were toaster strudels and lazy boys. <laughs> they were peaking. <laughs> Rachel's peak. mind now is peak summer. Yep. But um, <laughs> they were not achieving, you know. And I think a little bit, Seth obviously had a lot of anxiety about moving on, going to college, all of that. The idea of like summer being the one who got into Brown. And I think Seth had this fear of like kind of getting left left behind. Um, so in the same way that for some people, COVID was like the dream because they don't like leaving their house. I was thrilled. There you have it. <laughs> Um, uh, I think, you know, Seth probably secretly like, okay with the fact that summer had fallen into his rut as well. Right. This constant, like comfortable feels safe, especially when, when you get exposure to the world being unsafe, we tend to gravitate towards those things and, and (laughs) you walk over and say, will you dance with me? Yeah, exactly. I just cut right through that day, that theater and I... Bring it on. But then Sandy's like, hey, I know you don't like to leave your lair, but we need to go to the house now. Mm-hmm. So let's go check it out because we've waited six months, which seems like a long time. But that actually can take that long in those situations because there's a lot of damage in Newport Beach. I, I equate it to like the, the Thomas fire up in Ventura like four years ago. Mm-hmm. A lot of people lost their homes. They did not rebuild. They probably took the insurance, sold the land and moved on. Mm-hmm. So that, I would assume that's kind of the similar thing. They're going to sell the land. Take of the, the color insurance, house? Uh, yeah, yeah, and move on. Let some let some new developer come and take that, raise it, right, knock it to the ground, and start right. over. Okay, well, but that's but that house has been super. Uh, Stephanie was talking about how painful it was, and that she wanted to write in the demolition of it to the script, which made so much sense. Yeah, and we, no, we wrote the striking of the set into the into the did. script. Yeah. I've never seen that. Pelican yet. included. She told a story that she wanted a seagull. But then it wound up with like this huge pelican when they go back to see the house. <laughs> and like this huge pelican is just like <laughs> sitting there on the rubble. <laughs> I thought it was Talking pretty. Hell. It was in the recap. Yeah. It was pretty impactful. <laughs> impactful. Impactful. So they go back and yeah, so they have to. So they're not going back there. No, they're settling. Onwards. With this giant bluffside mansion with views of the yeah, ocean. They're settling with a $20 million we'll mansion. take it. It was 2004. It probably wasn't 20 million back okay. then. Okay. I Sorry. mean, those Ten. houses are in the in Pelican Cove and such, and those they are kind of cookie cutter, but yep. they're pretty spectacular just for the view and the location. And I didn't know the term McMansion until I started researching oh, really? the, the OC yeah. pilot. Yeah. Oh wow! Really? But you but you can see Kirsten. She's just so like this feels really sad, and they're going to settle for some something. Something's off. But then Ryan. Gets this wonderful idea mm-hmm. because because <laughs> he hears Sandy going on about the Berkeley house. And I mean, at first he's like, you know, this thing, this seems like a summer thing to do. And this shows how much Ryan's changed, mm-hmm. like going on a mission. Yep. And I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to go to the airport and they run into Summer and Taylor. Conveniently. Just conveniently. That's okay. <laughs> this is television, right? I mean, you think that's convenient. <laughs> How about Kirsten's water breaking the second they get to the house? I the mean, a hey, and, and a midwife. A midwife. Yeah, come on. <laughs> We're all about uh, convenience. Let's start quibbling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so they see the girls. And she's like... Taylor's done her whole rant. Yes. Yes. That's borderline psychotic. Yes. That I was, was so a, impressed with it, that rant. Yeah, yeah. She was great. Like, also, people don't may not remember this, but that was still the time of the no-fly list. Oh, right. It was right. 2007. It was still... right. In that post nine eleven, like no fly lists were a thing, right, right, right. and you could literally, I'm just sure, a of, some... just a bit of history for people listening. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure <laughs> weren't alive then. I'm sure TSA could do that. Um, let's watch this person. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, I don't always get the details, and I miss it on this one. But if you if you pause on the picture of her mm-hmm. on the computer, there's all kinds of um, details that our our department would do would add. They're they're very good at details, like the porn, the clown porn, and the. <laughs> 
<laughs> all the little things, all the little details. Just take a look at it. It's fun. Uh, season four. Ah, season four. Clown porn. Clown porn. <laughs> Everything was on the table in season well, four. Sure was. There's yeah, been sure a was. rise in clown porn viewership recently. I... Directly related to this podcast? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, this was a 2017 report. Rachel, but... did you discover clown porn in, uh, when you were 38? <laughs> Listen, do not set me up and I'm going to get in trouble again. Okay? I love it. Anyway. Anyway. Parker. <laughs> Do not edit that out. But uh, we were talking about um, Taylor and Ryan seeing each other and the realization that she says, oh, my gosh, I'm still in love with Ryan. Mm-hmm. And t- and Ben says, or Ryan. sorry, Ryan says, it's not like I'm in love with her or anything. Yeah. So they have this realization. And yeah. the next thing, Taylor's like, oh, my gosh, I guess as she's cleaning up your room. My room like, is really, a, it's actually like my room. It's not dissimilar life. to how Rachel was living when I first met her. That's true. Or do you tend to Back be a little day. messy? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's it's really, yeah. <laughs> Josh's favorite thing is like, anybody you don't want interested in you, just bring them bring in, them your, in kitchen. your kitchen. Let them see your kitchen. <laughs> They'll run for the hills. I remember the house in the Hollywood Hills. Oh, my God. With, but it was more like, you know, just we clothes. Were, I was 21. It was clothes around. That one room that was like a trash heap of clothing. Also, have you ever seen her car? <laughs> At least back then. Pre-kid. Pre-kid. I can be, I can be kind of messy, too. Yeah, there's messy, and then there's like a, you know, you should be on... Like that show about people. Hoarders. Hoarders, yeah. <laughs> it's just, people but it's all cute clothes. Yeah, I know where everything is clothing-wise, even if it's in a pile. Okay. Right, right. It's a skill. Right. You've got a system. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, so, but I love how t- Taylor's like, she's like, oh, okay, I guess I'm in love with him. So I, I'm going to call him and let him know and we'll make plans. And we'll just do it this way. Like, she just assumes that it's like. Well, she's like, yeah, I'll be, he'll be in Newport for Christmas and I'll be, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. She has yeah, a whole plan. Anyway. Anyway, the next thing that happens, though, is Bullet is introducing Caitlin to the 12 sons. All the bullets. All the bullets. Sorry, I don't mean to text. I'm just responding to him. To yeah, ben. To I'm texting Ben, ben McKenzie. If anyone okay. <laughs> that, that was a pretty epic conversation that it we was. just had. Yeah. Okay. So we We're get, saying love you to each other like men do. Like Seth and Ryan. Hugs. Like yeah. a hug. Well, we, that's what this podcast did. It's like literally. It was Brought like, everyone together. We, when you spend that much time together for that many hours. It, you really do create fond, yeah. real feelings for people. For sure. Absolutely. And it goes deep. I genuinely love everyone. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Rachel, that's nice. That's it. But, uh, yeah, we do get to... Um, where did this idea come from for having the 12... You know, Willa... When All she, the bullets. Oh, that I don't know. That was definitely not one of my ideas. Okay. That was definitely came from the... I feel like that's a J.J. Or a John, John yeah, thing. Definitely. Yeah. From their, their wackadoodle minds. Yes. They, they admitted to some wacky, oh, wacky yeah. things. I mean, cause... season four for them was like every idea that they had ever wanted to do or anything tonally, it was all allowed. Right. I loved it. Yeah. All the bullets and named after every city in Texas except for one. And that's when Taylor was going to take down at the wedding. Yeah. Annoying. Annoying. At the wedding. I had no idea you were marrying Bullet, by the way. Yeah. That yeah, was you were a just shocker in the scene, but fine. There's uh <laughs> so Seth and Ryan finally get to the house in Pasadena. Yep. Yes. Once again, it's this house. No, in, it's in Berkeley. It's in Berkeley. Sorry. <laughs> I just remember that we all were enamored. I think we were there for three or four days. Yep. I remember being there and I remember shooting the wedding mm-hmm. and us arriving for the other wedding. There are two weddings yes. we shot right. at that yes. house. We shot yep. your uh, future wedding there. Future yeah. wedding, I yep. remember. Do you remember Abigail Breslin came by? Yes. Yes. I do. Yeah. She came by. She did? I also remember, I remember um, when we were shooting the finale, there were all these teenagers like gathered in the streets trying to take photos or, you know, meet the cast. 
And someone's like, what are you going to do next? And I was like, oh, well, we're about to start shooting this thing called Gossip Girl. And they started screaming. And I was like, oh, I guess this is already like a thing that's known. I didn't even know that the books the were books. that popular. Oh. I knew that obviously it was a book series. I had no idea the popularity. And when they started screaming, I was like, oh. Yeah. So I, long, suckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, have fun. Have fun. Uh, so we get to meet um, uh, Todd and Patrick, which yes, is- named yeah. after Patrick Rush. And yeah. Todd is named after himself. Yes. Todd, Todd Cherry. So I love seeing him casting again. director and our casting associate. And we have a voicemail really quick that we wanted to insert here. Oh. Because of this. From Eden. Oh, I thought it was going to be from Tata Cherry. Hi, guys. My name is Eden, and I've always been such a huge fan of the OC. I've been watching it more than annually since I was 14 years old, and I am now 32. Um, I was part of the official OC fan club, and I still have my free Marista shirt, amongst other things. I went to visit the set when I was 18. Or sorry, not the set, but the school and the diner and outside of the base shop and i can't help but point that out to everybody anytime i force them to watch the show i just wanted to thank josh for making a show that brings me such comfort and joy all the time and thank you melinda and rachel for this podcast that allows us to reminisce with you it's been so fun um my question is for josh when seth and ryan went to visit the berkeley house who opens the door none other than the mushroom league crescent crab and brief you guy so what is the story there was this meant to be the original cater waiter from season one and he was just saving up as a cater waiter to start his wedding planning business or was it just meant to pay tribute to the first season or to the show itself uh, in a way that maybe only the diehard fans would notice or were we just not supposed to notice that this is the same guy at all? Um, what was your idea or how did that come about? I'm just so curious. Anyways, thank you. Give a hoot. Don't pollute. Bye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, she nailed so, it. <laughs> so uh, it was definitely a tribute. You know, love the whole full circle thing again. Uh, Todd Todd Cherry, our casting associate, um, appearing as Todd. Patrick Rush. Patrick is not played by Patrick, but uh, but yes, if you'd like to have the extra narrative that Todd Todd Cherry was so sick of being a cater waiter at other people's events that he became a wedding an event planner himself and moved up to Berkeley. Booyah. I like In that. In the exact That's house. It. That was there. Yeah, all right. I, yeah, I actually do like that. Yeah. <laughs> don't yes. look too and, closely. I mean, this That's whole... the spinoff show we're going to do. <laughs> there we go. There we go. But, well, they don't um, They don't really convince um, well, Todd and Patrick. Nor should they. Nor should they. I mean. Well, two teenagers show up at your house. They're like, can say, we buy your house? Yeah, the answer is no. I just, but, but I the handprints. Yeah, the handprints didn't do it. The notches in the, but then, but then they get Kirsten and Sandy because Bullet puts them on the jet because my son is a doctor for the lady part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had so good. many fun lines. Which one was it? Was it like San Antonio or who was it? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Lubbock. He Lubbock. says. <laughs> it definitely wasn't Lubbock. El Paso. But yeah, uh, yeah. He had every line out of that guy's mouth is incredible. It's uh, it's, uh, it's amazing. So when Kirsten. It's like trying to nail jello to the wall. Yeah. That lady's like, no, no. Was that um, you? I think that's a thing people say. Okay. Not me, Kirsten. I'm lactose intolerant. Okay. That came from, that is a, <laughs> someone I saw, I heard a story about someone saying that once <laughs> to a woman. As she was breastfeeding, breastfeeding, pulling it out to breastfeed. And right. he said, no, thanks. I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> I held on to was it, it for years. No, it wasn't Miller. 
Oh, that's uh, funny. Well, although I do have to say, so when Seth, when Seth and Ryan are at Berkeley mm-hmm. and Seth runs into a guy from George, are you Paul? No, I'm Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Just so conveniently. But he pulls out this flyer. You know Paul? <laughs> uh, pulls out this flyer. You know and it's, yep. and if our, pro- I don't know if it was written in the script, that's but that bullet. it's bullets yeah. deviled face yeah. killing yeah. otters. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I guess noticed it. Summer's yep. not aware because she doesn't have a problem jumping. Well, she's not being an environmentalist, right? So she doesn't have a problem getting on his big private jet. Oh, yeah. I didn't think of that. Yeah. I guess everyone Just gets the- on the jet. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, there was something. That, look, and this is um, this is just a very specific memory. So we did everything in the Wayfarers Chapel. Yes, we did um, weddings, funerals, and again another wedding, or that's that they're planning for. Yep. And Julie hasn't told Caitlin that it's uh, not Frank's bullets, baby. baby. Yeah. yeah, and she was like, "What, mom?" She's like, well, I hope he doesn't you know. come out wearing a wife beater. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, no. She's like, what? But I love that Bullet, like, stood by you, though. Like, knowing all of this, he's Not a still... recessive gene and the whole double helix. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Bullet says about himself. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I did have a very specific memory here because this was the Monday before our last week. Like, okay. we were shooting Monday, and yep. then it was, we were finishing on Friday. The night before, my father had had an aneurysm. Aww. And it was like, I literally, just because I, you know, in this industry, um, you the show must go on. The show goes on. Like my dad was on a soap, you know, and mm-hmm. and he would, you know, s- still when life would happen, we as actors were not replaceable. And my first thought was, Mom, I have a five thirty a.m. call in um, Palos Verdes, right? Yeah, it's Palos Verdes. Can I come after? I'll be done by noon. I'll be there, and the, and she's like, Yeah, because there's nothing I could do. So I, it was exactly what I did. I go to work. 200 people are there, you know, working and then, you know, went and did that. But it was that's my memory of being there. But it was also like, you know, he was he was fine for. for but anyway, that that oh, was wow. my memory. Yeah. But that's... that is a comment on what we do for for a living. Yeah. Yeah. So the show we, must go on. Actors aren't replaceable. I mean, you do have you do have things in in place in case something like that. Well, happens, I remember but, hearing like well, Kelly like threw up and couldn't come to work. And so the whole schedule changed. And I'm like, you can do that. <laughs> you well, can miss work. It's a big problem. It's Shooting insurance during COVID days. has been, oh, you know, yeah. that, yeah. you know, it's insane. I mean, I shot something last year. Comes out May 12th. Can I plug that? Yeah, yes, sure. Please. City on Fire coming out. Apple TV. Woo-woo. Plus May 12th. Why am Stephanie I not in it? Savage. Um, I'm going to let that one lie. But, <laughs> but uh, anyway, shooting last year, you know, it was, there's so much, someone test positive for COVID, the whole schedule flips and yeah, the show must go on. Right. Yeah. yeah. I just have been taught that you can't, I mean, in like, even in acting class, they're like, unless you're literally on your deathbed, you show up. Yeah. And that's just what you do. I mean, there's nothing I could have done anyway, and it worked out, but that was my memory of that time because that's what's going on behind the scenes. Anyway, but I thought that was a very sweet scene and that was a day for night. It was, it looks like nighttime, but we were shooting during the day and you have to cover the whole chapel in this duvetine, mm-hmm. which is a kind of an epic feat. Anyway. Shout out to Willa Holland, by the way. Yeah. Willa, so She funny. came on. I know. She's great. Yes. Love Willa. She has some. Her Sandy impersonation. Not great. No. No. It was like my, that you cut and every, of and Everybody was like, yeah, that's good. She, it's I like, remember. Should I smear it for you? It was, she was like, should I smear it for you? <laughs> and, then, and then you hear Sandy go, I am very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember on the day she was like, I don't know what to, what this is or what to yeah. do or how to yeah. do it. I mean, that's what made I smeared it, it for you. But it made like, it great was, because she didn't actually yeah, exactly. do it. Yeah. Right, right. Agreed. Uh, there's this great scene with Seth and Sandy. Yeah. And on the stoop and Kirsten and the baby. And when she's had the baby, Sophie. So Sophie she has Rose, the baby Sophie at the Rose. house. They go there and her water Whoa. obviously breaks yeah. right when she gets. Don't you hate when that happens? You know? And, and he's a midwife. You're not going to believe this, but. <laughs> I'm a midwife. Yeah. Yeah. By a chance, one of you, a wedding planner? 
Yeah, I, <laughs> Actually. Yeah. That's how you own those things. That is how you own those things. Is it is it lazy or is it fun? It was fun. It was, I really thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed was it the entire thing. lazy writing or was it clever? I don't know. It's a it fine was line. great. What, what do you, you think it's a fine line? Or I think it's a fine line. I think that particular piece was um, both at the same time. <laughs> but that was part of the gag. It worked. You're conceit. in on it. It's, it's not. It's yeah. Right, right, right. It worked. So... No but, one's there going like, really? I want to see the scene where they call the ambulance and the guy. Can't. No. I want to see that scene. No. no. Yeah. You have an hour to finish everything. Yeah. And she's born in the house. <laughs> 42 Dr. minutes. Zoe Hart deliver that baby. <laughs> hey, that would have been an amazing setup for heart addicts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back. Well, <laughs> but Seth and Sandy have one of their last um, yeah, father-son father, son yeah. talks that's really important. And in this moment, I thought we've been talking about Summer's arc and Julie's arc and how they've changed. And I went, whoa, Seth has really changed because he's literally thinking, we're not great for each other right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm afraid to let her go. And for a moment, the audience is thinking like, what do you mean? Like, they're not like they're going to break up or what is he talking about? And of course, we understand that it's like, I think we're just we're in this rut. He he, he recognizes it. And uh, he's he wants to we don't know what's going to happen yet, but in that moment, well, I we will that was, soon. And become selfless, which selfless. is which is kind of the completion of the Seth Cohen arc, right? Yes. Everyone's arc feels pretty complete. But it's it's humbled. Julie's humbled. Seth is selfless. I mean, that they well, all no, go together. Julie's arc is I'm not going to depend on a man. I'm going right. My own. I mean, not to get ahead of ourselves, but we yeah, can get no, ahead no, of ourselves. We can get ahead of We're ourselves. We're just talking. <laughs> We're just talking here. But you know, when they do show up, Ryan instantly is like. You know, because he kind of let her down. What do you mean you're going to be in Berkeley? And she gets all kind of freaked out yeah. to Taylor. And um, so when she shows up and he's like, look, I just want us to be friends. And then <laughs> finally we get like a rip the shirt moment. Boy, did she ever. And then she immediately is like, I'll sew the buttons back on. I love you. that. <laughs> That's always my concern in those scenes. Like, I don't like to, I don't like to, I don't want a shirt out, then the shirt's out of the rotation. You can't this wear the shirt. This is a peek into Josh Schwartz's <laughs> mind, by the way. If nothing else comes from the show, that right there. Wait, wait, rip my buttons off. Now what do I, it's a good shirt. Oh, oh my man. God. I can't wear the shirt? <laughs> yeah, yep. You know, Just in the concerned. meantime, Caitlin did go um, track down Frank, and I was like, oh, he's got a job. What is it? I wanted to know. But uh, just a guy in a suit in front of the sound stage. <laughs> in front of where we shot the show. Right. There's also the production offices and the writers' offices. That's true. Right. Fair. But she does say she you calls know, him out. Yeah, she's like, you know, I didn't think Atwoods were. I thought they were fighters. So, so when they that's uh, right. Damn, Caitlin. She just but, told him. So they're at the Wayfarers Chapel. Chapel, and we did talk about this beautiful we, scene. I don't know if we were. Oh recording. no, we talked to. No, we weren't recording. You're outside of Wayfarer. <laughs> Talking about the summer Julie scene? Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be there. I thought that was when you went up to Pasadena. No, we're no, still, right. exactly. we're still at the chapel. Then, yes. I go to help her yes, and yes, we yes, have yes, that yes. scene and it's very touching. And I give it's, her the, you give her the locket. locket with Marissa. I it. forgot about that. And when the locket opened and you see me, Marissa, I was like, it kind of. I know. A mist? Yeah. A little uh, misty? Yeah. I know. And well, I'm crying and you can, we both cry in the scene. It was a really nice scene. It was really nice because. Summer's actually talking to Julie and saying, you know, I don't know. Like, and she says, look, Summer, I don't know if I'm the right person. Here I am 20 years later, knocked up on my wedding day. Again. And that's when she goes, you're a great girl. The world deserves to know you. Mm -hmm. And that's a great, impactful thing. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. really don't settle for comfortable. Yeah. Because look. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it was really, I really like that also, Summer was us. someone who never really had a mom. Yeah. What, where was my mom, Julie lost by the way? Daughter. Yeah. And by the end, you feel like Summer and Julie yeah, we are like found each other. Yeah. yeah, it's really sweet. 
because you did, Summer did say you kind of end up picking your family. And you do because you do. humans you do. need connection and they end up having that. For sure. Yeah, can't, yeah. It's the family you're born into and the family you make. Right. You know? And yeah. Bullet comes in and reveals that Kirsten has had the baby and yep. she won't be at the drop wedding. Child. <laughs> drop child. Well, I can't get married out. Kiki, she's yeah. my best friend. Yeah. Cut to. He brings us all to Berkeley. Berkeley. And poor Todd and Patrick are like. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Huh? It's funny. I yeah. really like it. Uh, yeah. I remember all of it. I, I remember would, I would being describe there. it as madcap. <laughs> madcap. <laughs> it's a farce. It's a farce. Yeah. It's a farce. With it a was hard, great. And I was just like, how are we going to bank the turn? Because we have a big turn coming. <laughs> oh. I, the thing I did remember was like oh, the last yeah. five minutes of the show. Right. A lot of the other stuff has been lost to time and, yeah. and revisiting it. I, I found it <laughs> insane and delightful. But uh, I did remember the last five minutes. And I'm like, how are we going to make this turn? So when when Bullet and Julie are getting married, we cut to r- Frank running, it's which is totally moment. a graduate, a graduate moment, moment, right? Yep. Okay. Your favorite movie? Favorite movie, Graduate. And he's run, he's run into the wedding and he does the Elaine speech and... She's not there. Okay. No one's getting married there. So no that was there. that was that was on purpose. Uh but then he calls and you know, at first you're like, Who answers the phone? Well, Caitlin <laughs> was course. like, yeah. she wants yeah. this. To yeah, happen. she wants the baby's daddy to mm-hmm. yeah. And um Julie runs out. Now the scene where Julie's actually looking out the window, I remember this so like it was yesterday, because my tears were for the end of the show. Because she goes, she goes, not right now. Mommy's trying to figure out how to marry, which is funny. Mm-hmm. But then, like, like literally, I remember, I was just was like reflecting, like, this is the end. Mm-hmm. This really is the end of something mm-hmm. that I loved so much. Yeah. And um, when she was like, anyway, so that was a quick little sweet scene. And, um, but yeah. I, but it's amazing. Then she comes out like with this resolve. She's like, what does she, what does Bullet say? Something like, you made up your mind? What's going on? And she just kind of has this like, I like she's comfortable in her decision. Mm-hmm. She's not right. worried about what other people think. Right. For the first time. For the first time. And I love. Yeah. So the reveal is. She chose herself. I have no plan. Yeah. And uh, we're doing it on our own. Yeah. You chose yourself. Choose, which choose is beautiful. Her. I wish I never learned. expected that from Julie. I wish I'd learned a couple of things from her. But anyway, we can take that's a little personal. I'm learning. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah. And then. so Let's then, get into that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. continue the therapy session. Yeah. Um, and then the Seth and Summer thing. And she's going to go to George because he's, support, you know, that that's scene. I remember scene that the, scene yeah. at the bus at the go beach. save the world, Summer Roberts. He's like, you're my, she's like, you're my destiny. I, I, I can't. I'm going to start crying again. <laughs> my line, she's like, I'll see you after the 08, the, the 08 oh my God. primary in New Hampshire. Right. Obama fever was about to sweep. That's right. Sweep the world. Okay. It makes me so emotional. Can I tell you? What? First of all, that pancakes had babies. Yeah. And crack mom. You're giving. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea that pancakes was pregnant. And Seth's like, well, we're probably not going to win parents of the year. (laughs) Oh, my God. But she's. But then Brian's taking care of flapjacks. Flapjacks. I know. So I got a text from Tim Good last night, Aww. and he just. I mean, I don't know if he knew that we were recording this, and he said, "I'm so interested to hear Rachel's response to the Seth and Summer bus scene." Mm-hmm. He said, "To this day, it's probably the most emotional, impactful scene I've ever edited." I start crying if I think about it. Like that's when I would think I was texting, like uncontrollable, yeah, like yeah. sobbing, because it just represented so much, and it was just like. The end and remembering it so clearly and it's just so, oh, you well, guys you put your head vomit. <laughs> the little little put roll your, your little paw goes up in the glass. Can <laughs> <laughs> you buy? No, there was there was something. It I was mean, it, there it, was a, a bittersweet quality to it. Obviously yeah. infused by real life. Stuff. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> no, there was there was like uh, 
Oh, I felt like I was watching, in all honesty, I was watching Rachel and Adam. Yeah. Yeah. So. Ooh. And Adam was really sweet in that scene. And, you know, yeah. He didn't hate me. He was amazing. Aw. I know. No, it's so sad. I can't watch. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. okay. Rachel texts me. Well, she's like, oh, life. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. It's hard. It's, you know. It's hard. It's like. Let this be a lesson. Don't date your co-stars. It makes it all much easier. If anyone can learn anything from me personally. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. No, but watching it, it's like in 20, it's like it's also saying goodbye to it all over again. Yeah. It was yes. like bringing up so much. And I said this last week, but it's like 20 years later, I'm like, oh my God, I have to like mourn the show again. And like it's ending again and remembering all of that. Yeah, you're but... mourning the show, the relationship, <sighs> your early 20. Like it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Like what's good? Yeah, that we were fear young. of the future. I was thirty by the time the show ended, so I was, uh, I was over. I was old dilt. <laughs> that scene kind of reminded me of the Forrest Gump and Jenny bus scene where he's saying, no, <laughs> sure, just, just, "Sure, Adam will love that comparison." <laughs> <laughs> no, just like we're saying uh, goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> no. I feel like. By the way, big crane shot. I mean, we got some scope. Yeah, Antoine, man. It was yeah. He did a really great. It was really job. well shot. Antoine's super talented guy. Oh, I think we talked I'm about this. Now. Uh, I think <laughs> lasso we... me back. <laughs> Tell lasso you back. Yeah, it's okay. I uh, mean, you know, it's what is what it is. I know it's hard. But here's what I think. I think all that stuff that was on screen, and off screen, and on screen, people feel that. I know. And you don't know what you're feeling, but you're feeling something. And we talk about the chemistry of the cast and Ben said magical. And like, there's just an alchemy that happens on screen and you can feel it as an audience member. You can. Can I say something? No. Get real it's for a second. podcast. You can see whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> as you, you know, you get a little older and you're more like, you know, reflect, you reflect on things and like all of it and like mental health wise, whatever. It's been very challenging. Not everybody can go back and see themselves literally at 25 or whatever and all the things that are going on personally and have to like rewatch it because you know exactly where you are at that moment and relive it. And it's fucking hard, man. That's all I'm going to say. I agree. I, I mean, I was, I was like putting off watching the episode. Right. Put it it's, off. It's triggering. Yeah. It is triggering. I'm looking forward to not seeing myself look like that <laughs> and compare myself to that. <laughs> the vanity in me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. So the bus, and they say goodbye, and then uh, the train station with Ryan and Taylor. Such a funny reveal she, that they're on a train. It's she's hilarious. not allowed to fly. She's not allowed yeah. to fly. For some reason, the pli- the airlines won't have me. <laughs> but they're going to San Bernardino, and he, she gets San Bernardino. Hey, you know, it um, is a great. I said this before, but train. I love that it's where my the parents speech, met, Cal State San Bernardino. Yeah, I I love that he says you saved me. Like, yeah, literally one of the things when we are going through, and this is something that I've learned when we're going through things in life that are so difficult, mm-hmm. and we're and they're very self involved. Mm-hmm. It really is important to try to think about other people and pull yourself out of that because there's a whole world going on around. And sometimes you. it takes another person to pull you out exactly. of that. Exactly. Yeah. In right. another situation, and yeah. she was re- she was relentless. Mm-hmm. And she was just this constant, yeah. constant. Someone um, who comes into your life at a dark time and yeah. right. shows you that there's another, right, another path, another right. path. And December, I don't know, you know, there's like a, and then there's like a <laughs> transition to like what, how it, we all have the buttoning of. Well, everyone. there's like another little time jump, right? But we don't say it, right? No, Doesn't it just it's just like the seamlessly... packing up the house. Yeah, there's a nice Tim Good transition in there. Yeah. And now we're packing up the house, right? You would get the bagel cutter. Yeah, we find out Julie's choice. 
which I love. That she and then she sees the course guide and she's like, "Hmm, undergraduate course undergraduate. guide." Yeah. And then we cut to the, you know they're they're outside saying goodbye. Ryan says he wants to hang out. Yeah. So that's the scene I was talking oh, about yeah. then, where I was like, "Why are they wearing the same shirt?" Right. I was so mad and and uh, I guess it didn't look the same color on. Off no, camera, I didn't notice but it. But on camera, they're wearing the same shirt, and it drove me. Yeah. I was like, can we color time this differently? Like, is there a visual effect we can do? The things that you've like. But you know what's really funny on. too? Speaking of shirts, just as a 2007 moment is when everyone's at the door. It's like Sandy's at the door, Ryan's at the door, Todd and Patrick, and everyone's wearing like the same collared but untucked button down. It was just like a big <laughs> moment for untucked button downs. Anyway, back to the show. So, um, but that scene between them is really the full circle. I mean, obviously it's Sandy and bringing Ryan to the house and now saying goodbye and they're leaving. But but Seth saying to Ryan, at least I leave you funnier than I found you. And Ryan saying, you know, that exchange. They were right. so cute together. They and were really cute. Because throughout- And men hugging, you know, like a- Hugging. You well, know. And then how Brody throws his bag in the taxi yeah, made me laugh. Feels good in here. What is that one? Yeah, well, as they're hugging, it yeah, just feels, feels good in here. Oh, yeah, it feels yeah. good in here. I mean, throughout the series, there was a couple times where he's like, do we hug? And yeah. it was no. Yeah. They're no, they're not going to do that. But then we cut to, and this is something else that, um, we cut to Ryan walking through the house yeah. and Tim said the flashbacks. Yeah. He said that he specifically asked for shots from the yep. pilot that had never been seen. Oh, like angles uh -huh. that weren't used that weren't used. Hmm. And he said some of the shots were, were shots that hadn't been seen before. I'm like, yeah, okay. I remember when Bob and Stephanie um, were pitching me the final episode, like out of the room and, I feel like that whole montage is very much like Bob and Stephanie kind of their minds working together and just like that, you know, uh, and it was really well shot and cut by Ian and Tim and just how like when Ryan walks in and there's Seth on the floor with the video game controller, it's seamless, yeah. you know, and it does I'm take you back. literally sobbing, like oh. disgusting, like snot, all of it. It's also Hysterical. amazing how in four years, how much older everyone looks. Oh, because yeah, you cut to the pilot. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I but that shot that. of him coming out of the pool house, and then you see that whole expanse. And, and then they did a great job. The shot of Marissa. Well, so I that was... was a whole thing because obviously when the show ended, or sorry, when when you know it was, we had to get Misha's permission to use that shot. Right. And she said yes. She did. I mean, obviously she said yes. She's in it. <laughs> but it was you know she I wasn't was paid, I wasn't though, sure right? how it was going to work out. Right. You know, till to the last minute, but it was kind of like we can't end the show without that shot. No, you couldn't. I was waiting for it. Yeah. As I was watching it. Yeah. Oh Kill God, Kill Patrick I, Park. Life I haven't is a recovered. Song. The song was so good. How, really now, I was going to say, did you know that was going to be it? Was it in the script? Did you pick it after? I don't remember if it was in the script, but I do remember. So Patrick Park was an artist who had been on the show before. He played that something pretty song was his when you, Seth stands yeah. up on the top of the coffee cart, you know, and says, "I'm Seth Cohen and I'm emo and I love you, Summer Roberts." And so something pretty was playing. So Patrick Park was like in the musical vernacular of the show. And he had a new album out. He had a song out and started listening to it. And I want to, I, I can't remember if this writer PA uh, Metz turned me on to it or not. He'll, he'll, I'm sure be listening to this and I'll hear from him if he did. But I, I somehow I learned that Patrick at Park had a new album out and heard the song. And, you know, the, the whole concept is life is a song. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, what better sums up the journey of the OC yeah, than that? And yeah. it just worked perfectly. There's one verse, it's a, it gets a little weird that we clipped it out. <laughs> it just did not match the image at all. But just how great it is to be alive, right? Isn't that mm. the last line of the song and right. at the last image? Aww. So yeah, so that felt like the perfect song. And then we start doing this, you know, the six feet under 
uh, series finale had aired shortly before this or a year before this, I don't remember. And it devastated everyone in the room. And so the idea of doing a, obviously a less tragic flash forward. And so then you get to see Sandy's teaching law, Julie's taking her, you know. She she's Bullet's her, there she too, though. Degree. And Bullet and, and Frank, Frank and are, the kid. And the kid are all there. They're like Rooting a. So I it. had questions. So she, Bullet's just supportive. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's I don't. It doesn't necessarily mean she's with anybody. No, no I, I know. She she's team I know. Julie. There's team but Julie. But I think they both came to respect her decision. And obviously it's Frank's kid. So he's yeah. going to be in her life. Right. And, and Bullet she, loves her. And Right. But also just bought the Cohen house. On he did. Run. That's right. Feeling, He's like, oh, I'll buy it. Here you go. I have a feeling. Yeah, she was. Julie's probably doing some things on her own, but getting her degree in parapsychology, which the prop guys were very pr- proud of. And they, I have that somewhere. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but who knows what she was doing. But also you had Caitlin go to Williams College. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that it's Forbes calls it the number one school in in America. College, not university. Yeah. College. Yeah. Williams College. What's the difference between a university There's and a, a college? I don't know. Okay. We'll get into it's, that later. It's not Ivy League, but it is. I remember. It's in, not a, but, but there's just a difference in terms of how they rank them. Yeah. Between colleges and, and universities. I think it's the size, but it's probably a few other things oh. that I'm but anyways, ignorant about. We will look up. Shows that she was pretty smart. Darn, darn smart. Yeah. Herself. And we see a little glimpse at Seth doing some comic book stuff. Right. Right. And then we get the wedding. We get the wedding. And I rem- so I don't know if you can notice. I'm walking kind of funny. Waddling? Yes. Oh, full circle. Yeah. I waddled down the aisle, mm. like the runway. Yeah. I had Uggs on under <laughs> the dress because I was like, I can't wear heels. It's like grass, whatever. Yeah. And I was cold. And I couldn't walk. Mm. And the tongue was an improv. I was going to say, improv oh, yeah. is sticking the tongue out, which yes. is now your move. Rachel's a tongue in every photo. It's like this <laughs> sausage comes out of her mouth. And Summer okay. lives on. What can I say? That was a very, that's a very Rachel Wilson thing. Yeah. yeah and I love and Brody's, Brody's reaction. reaction. It's all very real. It was very and, yeah. us. Yeah. 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 And also, let's mention Sandy being a professor. There is a Sandy Cohen scholarship at Berkeley. There is. Is there not? There is. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. In real life? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's called Sandy Cohen? I yeah. believe so. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> it happened very quickly, I believe, after yeah. the show, too. Yeah. Aww. I guess. And then, of course, Ryan yes. is As an architect. architect coming yeah. out. He's still got his Jeep. He keeps replacing his Jeep. <laughs> Ryan seen this kid that looks very much like him. He leaves his site. Yeah, his argues architectural site really where well. he's working. I like yeah. Ben's answer that Ryan's yeah. building, like you know, low income community. housing, rebuilding his community. Yeah, he sees this kid. Yeah, I'm just leaving the site now. Everything looks good. We're on schedule. Meet our target date. Thank you. And I don't know, remember if we talked about it on camera already or off or wherever it falls in the, in the <laughs> timeline of this episode, but of this podcast. But, you know, the idea was obviously cast someone who looks like him. Mm-hmm. I think we did well with that. I feel like we did well with that. And when Summer sees young Seth at the airport playing with his plastic ponies oh, yeah. and decides not to go um, to the wedding with Zach. But um, <laughs> he sees this kid who looks like, looks like uh, him, himself and by the payphone and having a tough time. And, and uh, hey, kid. You know, what is his last line? Need some help. You need some help. He He's Sandy Cohen paying it forward. Yep. And there was speculation of if that was his kid or not. Right. I, I never thought that never that. crossed my mind. Yeah. Well, because you said it. it was definitely what was uh, the, Teresa? the other guy. What's his name? Eddie. 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 You said it was Eddie's. Yeah. But, but. I said it, but the audience, you know, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? He was You're carrying Frank's baby. Nobody knows. 
Nobody knows. Uh, what's this? We have a so Java Doodles mm-hmm. recreated the end scene. Wow. Yeah, I'm just leaving the site now. Everything looks good. We're on schedule to meet our target date. Thank you. Looks just like the book. Cause we're all walking in our sleep You can see us standing lines like hey, kid. upon our feet And we build our house and, cards, and then we wait for it to fall Always forget how strange it is just to be alive at all I can't that car I mean that even the Java doodles even the Java I can't how strange it is just to be alive. Oh, and the song. That yeah. was so cute. That was so good. Oh, jeez. That thank you thank for you. doing that. That really thank just you, touched me. I can't, I'm crying. Oh, let me get a photo of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Kind of. Well. <sighs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Done. <laughs> Java Done doodles. Here. Java doodles. God. Ah. Yeah. It's okay. Feel the feels. I believe me. This is the journey of life. <laughs> Fucking me. Well, you're doing good. Um, <laughs> you're not. You're not out of you're here. You're not yet. done. We have voicemails. Voice I'm just saying, but you did it. You faced your. You did it. Doesn't get more I emotional. I feel like I'm going to lose it in a second, though. Okay. It's okay. There's no yeah, cameras okay. on you. It's fine. <laughs> hey, Melinda, Rachel, and Josh. How are you all? Uh, my name is Shannon. I'm from Ireland, and I've been watching Lucy my entire life. Um. I love rewatching it. And I just want to know, Josh, what's it like for you being someone who created such a cult classic that still stands so strong? Well, like, you know, so many years later, um, do people bring it up when they meet you? Are they like, hey, the OC? And what's that like for you? Um, Do you ever, you know, forget that you made the OC or... (laughs) Thank you. Uh, thank you for the question. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we talked about this with Ben as well. You know, the idea of, uh, look, you make something. It was the first thing I made that went out in the world. You think you're going to make a lot of things and it's all going to go this way. And, uh, you know, some things have worked, some things, you know, more than others. But this show, um, you know, definitely hits people and it's a very real way and i have made my peace with the fact that like oh there will never be another one you know it will never and part of it is because it's your first part of it is because of how much it meant to me and just what you put into those things you know when you don't know what you're doing i think i don't know that i would ever put myself into something with the abandon in which i put myself into the oc i just i know too much now about Mm -hmm. life and work and everything else um so i'm just very grateful that people still want to talk about it yeah yeah Thanks for the question. Thanks for the question. Yeah. Hi, Melinda, Rachel, Josh, and Ben. My name is Michelle. What a journey this has been. I just want to start by saying thank you, Melinda and Rachel, for doing this podcast. Thank you, Josh, for the show that has continually brought so much joy to my life and has helped shape me into the person that I have become today. Wow. Thank you, Ben for bringing so much life to Ryan and showing that personal growth is so important and reachable, even when the journey is rough. 
I'm going to keep this as short as possible because I'm sure there will be thousands of questions for today's episode. The OC finale is still my favorite TV show finale of all time. Wow. Ryan reminiscing about his first night staying at the Coens, the memory of Marissa standing at the end of the driveway, Seth and Summer getting married, so many great moments, and all of it was such a beautiful send-off. My two questions are, at the end where Ryan sees the boy in a much similar situation as he was in years ago, do you think Ryan took the boy in like Sandy took him in? Or do you think Ryan went on to help many teens and kids that lost their way due to whatever was going on in their home life? I also was curious to know all of your thoughts on where each main character would be now. <laughs> Thank one. you all so much for such an incredible, iconic show that will never be forgotten. <laughs> Cheers to the OC forever. Aww. Also, side note, Rachel and Melinda, please keep up the podcast, even if it's a different show rewatch. Exo <laughs> Gossip Girl, maybe? Love you guys. Uh, isn't there one? Oh getting my gosh. getting emotional lot. here, guys. Uh, I feel like I'm wrapping this <laughs> series with you guys all over saying. again. At least now you appreciate it. I did then. Mm, she did. <laughs> I never lost my gratitude. Okay. Uh, Josh. Uh, oh, wow. That's a lot. Okay. What was the... <laughs> <laughs> Just a lot of tears. Is um, what uh, Ben, uh, Ryan. Uh, yeah, I think the feeling was Ryan took that kid in and helped him out. And maybe did and maybe did that more. Nah, once. Once, okay. <laughs> yeah, we all have one, one, kid. one kid that we take in, and that's it. <laughs> and I feel like you get a good glimpse of where everybody is by the end of the uh, by the end of the episode. You know, I think Julie's para parapsychology, <laughs> parapsychology, her practice is booming. You know, I but think, where do you think they'd be now? I think Julie's a billionaire because she took yeah, some of that sure. money, and Hustle. she's now she's like Jeff Bezos, like above him. Whoa. Julie, like, well, let's not get crazy. That's a little. <laughs> Julie she's put pretty, it all in Bitcoin. Uh, <laughs> and now lost it all. And then lost it. Then and she's in a trailer now. Yeah. I mean, that's probably the Julie Cooper boom and bust yeah. through, throughout. She's I, a survivor. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Well, she learned that. I mean, actually, we reflected that in the trailer, she actually seemed the happiest in the entire, like, she still had love from her daughters. Yeah. And she realized people didn't abandon her. Yeah. And everything she thought was was reality or needed to be reality wasn't. So she definitely felt humbled by all that i think um seth and summer still married you think we're like the sandy and kirsten for sure you've got and you're back in your lazy boys and there's toaster strudel yeah and, and um you know you cannot find the apple flavored toaster strudel anymore no yeah. i did not know that <laughs> <laughs> thank you um some kids are grown up sandy now. and kirsten you know i mean they had to they had to kind of do it all over again yeah their kids probably high school yeah. High school or older? No, I mean the college. Let's use CG as our as our oh. north. Do you star. remember? I asked you. I was like, "Hey, CG should play Sophie she older." Have, and yeah. then after you went, "Oh, I totally forgot you said that to me." Yeah, and then I was, definitely got I was trying to. I was trying to be a stage mom at the time, yeah. and now I'm kind of glad it. Yeah, she would have like. <laughs> well, that would have worked. She out. Was, been she was fun. seven. Yeah. at the time. And God knows what Taylor Townsend's doing. <laughs> I don't think Taylor and Ryan ended up together. No, yeah. but she, you know, she's she the right person in his life at that moment, and vice sure. versa. And she's yeah. probably had several toured affairs with married Frenchmen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> broken agreed. up some, some marriages. And, yes. Yeah. She's agreed. got a podcast. She's on, definitely got uh, a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Thanks so much. Oh, God. These last two questions. Hi, Rachel and Linda. It's Loaded. Shannon from Melbourne, Australia. I just wanted to ask what has been, what do you think has been the lasting impact of the OC 
Um, really love the podcast and rewatching the show. I think season four has slowly become my favorite season. Um, thanks for all you for what what you guys do, and look forward to listening to the rest of the season. Bye. The lasting impact, if, if I may, um, I learned through this podcast interviewing certain people. There's things. Um, Grace Perry comes to mind. Um, the author. Um, and and even Willa, when I spoke to Willa, she was talking about the these kids that were in high school who literally it was the community and the whole atmosphere was I'm a Marissa, I'm a Marissa, I'm a Seth, I'm a Ryan, I'm and everybody related. And a lot of people, Seth was really important because his character really hadn't mm-hmm. been reflected in television. And there were so many kids that were like, this was like this genre that you put a new spin on, there were characters that really hadn't been portrayed on television. And I think the impact of of the music and the characters themselves being slightly different than what mm-hmm. people had seen before really defined a lot of young people's lives. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. I learned that. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, from people, you know, it definitely meant a lot to the people. It meant a lot to. And, um, and, for different reasons for everybody, you know, everybody, some people say, Oh, I moved away from California. And when the show came on, I missed it. And that was my way home. People watched it as their thing that they watched in college in their dorm with other people. And it brought them together. Um, the music, what, you know, what different character, as you said, I think everybody had their own experience watching it and just grateful to all of them for watching it. Very good. Yeah. Okay. One last question. Hi, Josh. This is Ida Erica. I'm from Germany. And first of all, thank you so much for the OC. It's the greatest show ever made. (laughs) Um, My question is, looking back from a now perspective, what would you do differently or would you leave it as it is? I'd be curious about that. Much love. Bye bye. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, we've obviously we've talked about this, thought about it a lot. There's a lot of things I would have done differently. There are mistakes that I made creatively as a as a first time showrunner, producerially, things I just would have done differently across the board. But it's what we made, and yeah. and the highs are high, the lows are low. You know, just it's all it is what it is. You know, and so you just have to go. This is, and I think. I don't know. Ben was saying earlier, like we went out earlier than some expected, but maybe that was yeah okay. And the fact that obviously I have regrets about around the Marissa stuff, but maybe that makes that character burn brighter for people. Like it just, it's hard mm-hmm. to, to know and you can't separate it. You can't change it. It's just the show we made. Right. And, um, and so I'm just kind of trying to make my peace with that part of it versus the do it differently other than Summer and Luke. <laughs> Summer and Ryan. Summer and Ryan. You know, I think I'll I'll always maintain that is even even Marissa passing, it gave us actors a lot to do. For sure. And season four, I think, was a real delight. And the ratings uh, may not have been there, but it was yeah, great. But out for of tragedy us. comes, you know, out of death comes life, creatively, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um cold comfort to the people who <laughs> were Ryan and Marissa Forever fans. But um but yeah. To your point, like yeah. it's how life is. Life is not perfect. The show was not perfect, but it still can mean a lot to people. Yeah. yeah. Somebody said, like, on a scale of one to ten, what do you rate it? I'm like, uh, 
on a scale one to 10, at any given point, every number applies because yep. that's life. Yep. There were tens, there were ones, there was mm-hmm. everything in between. That's what I say. My bangs were number one. one. <laughs> that's the one thing I would change also. That's the one bang. thing you would change. The bang. <laughs> change the bang. Yeah. You know, you make, you make something. And you just put it in the world and you just, all you can hope is that 20 years later people want to talk about it. So Well, but, the, and that's, you know, you. mistakes or failures and successes are all the same thing. Meaning, like, we learn from all of it, so. We do learn. Josh will forever learn from his story about his <laughs> dance at camp. Wow. Rachel doesn't learn. <laughs> I can't retain any information. Guys. Guys. Uh, this is it. Uh, don't know if this Mindy Mouth has anything more to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have a little. We have some bonus coming up. We'll have to go over all the um, the best moments of season four. We do have that coming up. But that is our last episode. That last episode of the OC. Thank the you. not near. Thank you, Rachel Wilson, for inviting me along on this journey. Thanks for coming along for the ride, Mindy. Hey, Mindy, it's Bilson. You want to make some money during the pandemic? Is that what I said? Yeah. Did I really? Yeah. Was she chomping on a cigar at the time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Josh, thanks for joining for the, what, the yes. sixth, fifth you're, time. You're officially, your therapy sessions are officially over. What's Michael Cassie going to do? <laughs> showing up to the next episode. I know, guys. You did a great job. Thanks. Thank you for doing this, yeah, leading you. this charge and bringing us all back together. Because you really, it has been, yeah, it has been like really beautiful to kind of bring everyone and reconnect with everyone again. Thank you. Yeah. Did you actually listen to all of our episodes? No, I, I had, I couldn't because here's why. <laughs> at times, I felt like I was listening to like a eulogy at my funeral. Oh, really? <laughs> just you know, I'm just uncomfortable with people talking about. About me, but I watched all the clips and highlights. And okay, my parents did. I know I was gonna say, oh, really? yeah, Steve Schwartz, listen every time. I, I, Honey I Schwartz. can't listen to it, yeah, for some reason. I can watch myself act, but I couldn't listen or watch the podcast, I, yeah, yeah. Well, Honey, especially in the beginning. Too? Honey, are you kidding? We Aww. we were a little rough in the beginning, so I couldn't listen, but but it taught me this this whole experience taught me so much, just as much as the show itself did. So I love it. Thank you. <sighs> I don't want to cry. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow, rate, and review. Welcome to the OC Bitches, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you like to watch us, check it out on YouTube. And you can now listen to bonus features as well as season one and season two of the OC Bitches by going to castmedia.com slash cast plus. That's cast with a K, media.com. Bye, bitches. Welcome to the OC Bitches is brought to you by Cast Media. Executive produced by Colin Thompson, Harris Lane, produced by Katie Kurtwright. Edited by Parker Flores and our technical engineers, Travis Holden and Dustin Park. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.